Hi, everyone. Welcome to Nam Watch Review, part of Nam Talk Network. On the show, we review the latest film drops or throwbacks celebrating a milestone while eating and drinking our favorite movie snacks and drinks. I'm your host, Eric Ramirez, and tonight, like always, I have a wonderful Voodoo Ranger and a seltzer water because water is important. And I am snacking on my go-to as well, Jolly Ranchers, because I'm just addicted to candy and sweets. So that's what I'm doing. Um, but I am so excited to introduce to you our guests for tonight. We have Derek, um, Anastasia, and uh, Lonnie. Sorry, words. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited to introduce you to them. Um, Lonnie, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody out there and let them know what you're snacking and drinking on tonight. Um, I, my name is Lonnie. Um, I'm just an overall movie nerd, especially horror. You may have seen me on a couple of the other uh, Nom Talks uh, talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, a few others. And uh, yeah, I just love horror movies. I love gore and I love being scared. And uh, right now I'm drinking uh, one of my favorite drinks. My roommate came up with it. We call it the Palm Springs. Ooh. And it is a uh, cactus cooler and tequila and some bitters. It's delicious. Ooh, that does sound delicious. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, I, they're dangerous. And then I'm just having a nice little uh, gooey chocolate brownie that's going to make me feel really good here in a little bit. Oh, and we, we all enjoy gooey chocolate brownies that make us feel good. We do. <laughs> Some of us don't have them, though. I'm going to have to send Anastasia somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Lonnie. Um, Anastasia, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody out there. And what are you drinking and snacking on tonight? Uh, I'm Anastasia. I'm actress, comedian, filmmaker, thingy, my Bobby. Um, <laughs> I am drinking Costco brand sangria and <laughs> a generic seltzer. <laughs> I'm snacking on M&M's. Fantastic. I'm See, I was I was debating <laughs> on the wine or the voodoo, and I have to go with the voodoo, but I'm also drinking generic seltzer water. <laughs> yes, I think we have the same generic seltzer water brand. Yes, 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 yes. Where is it? There it is. Yep. But you have a flavor. Mine is just uh, original, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> no, I go with mandarin orange because it's delicious. <laughs> Much better. Um, I stole this from my um, sister's um, refrigerator, so I had no choice. <laughs> See, you, get, you get where you need to. <laughs> um, Derek, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody out there. What are you eating and snacking on tonight? Or hey guys, uh, I am super lame. Uh, I am drinking just regular water from my fancy Darth Vader, uh, you know, traveling uh, thermal. Uh, and I'm also even more lame, and I'm eating uh, rice and fish. So awkward. That's not lame at all. It actually sounds That's really so good. <laughs> I mean, it sounds sounds good, healthy. Brad. It, it does. It does sound healthy. It, it does, it, and it is. But yeah. what are you trying to say? I'm not healthy. Or I'm like, yeah, give me we're candy. Not, <laughs> we're not. We're not doing healthy here. Look, if it makes anybody feel any better, I, I would trade any one of you right now. Uh, all everybody. So, well, well, thank you guys for being here, and all of us are enjoying stuff tonight, be it healthy or candy or whatever it may be. But uh, I am super excited to talk about the film that we are talking about tonight. We are talking about the new um, movie in the Evil Dead franchise, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, Derek and I last week went over the plethora of the rest of them. Um, but this week we are jumping into this brand new one. 
Um, now, before we get into the movie and everything, because there's a lot to jump into here, I want to know uh, from Anastasia and Lonnie, um, what were you guys' thoughts of like the franchise as a whole so far? And what were you guys' expectations going into Evil Dead Rise? We'll start with you on this one, Anastasia. Um, I mean, I grew up watching them. Uh, so I have a fondness for them. I also am more of a... Like, as I like the original, but I really, really respect um, the the gore level that they brought in the newer versions. <laughs> um, it grew with me. <laughs> and uh, uh, it grew with my taste. Um, so I had pretty... Um, I have fond memories, I will say, of the whole franchise. And um, while it's not like my, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street is always going to be my... Um, messed with my brain one or candy man is always my heart <laughs> um, this is this is a, a fond memory um that i grew up with and i love watching and i get excited every time they um do something to the franchise and uh i was very very excited about the these to like i guess the scariness of the trailer really got me really really excited um mm-hmm. So I think that was my expectation walking into it was just um, that we were going to get a really scary, gory movie. And I feel like we don't get that all the time now. <laughs> I was excited for it. At least yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, no, but I agree with you. Like that trailer scared the crap out of me. But what I appreciate about what this movie did was they didn't give it all away in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's what I liked. Um, Lonnie, what were your thoughts about like the franchise as a whole and expectations going into this new one? Um, it's a franchise that's always been uh, been big with me uh, since the first one. Uh, growing up and having some friends and and uh, and a family member who were really big into horror, uh, as I've spoke about before, uh, I saw the 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 first Evil Dead movie I saw was Evil Dead Two, and then I saw Evil Dead One after that, and prefer Evil Dead Two as a lot of people do. Uh, Evil Dead One is is great, but it's it's you know so low budget that you know it just kind of fits in the category mm-hmm. but um yeah I, I grew up with them and i love them and i always had a respect for sam raimi and rob tappert uh for them and uh and i've always been excited about any of the new iterations that they've done uh the 2013 version to me just stands out as a cut above the rest as far as like scary and gory goes i think it really grabbed on to the uh the 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 concept that the that the boys are originally going for and using the new technology that we had to just make it brutal and i think that's what i really enjoyed about it and that's what i was excited about with this movie uh this movie just just from the trailer alone i was like okay this looks like i'm gonna enjoy sitting in the dark and throwing popcorn in my face and and watching everything just kind of unfold and i yeah i've been i've been really excited about it i've seen it three times already and uh yeah that's 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 my life with the evil dead nice nice i'm right there with you i've already seen it twice um definitely everybody out there i suggest you go with somebody who gets really scared because it's hilarious to sit there and watch them oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah i was Um, by myself but there was like there was uh, a few couples that were sitting uh-huh. behind me and just hearing 
one partner or the other just screaming their brains out at something just always gets me hyped i love it you know, whether it's yeah. a guy just being like oh what the fuck you know or <laughs> some girl screaming her brains out it's it's always just exciting for me i just eat my popcorn and just enjoy no like i went with my roommates the first night i went up opening night and then we went with a friend who couldn't go and the whole movie she just sat there and was like oh my god oh my god screamed popcorn flew at one point it was hilarious i didn't experience that i went Uh, with my mom who is my gateway drug into horror movies (laughs) and so we we just laugh and (laughs) we just enjoy the gore (laughs) you have to enjoy the gore i mean she enjoys the gore too but she's super scaredy cat it's hilarious (laughs) Um, Derek, I know we talked about like the franchise last week, but what were your expectations going into this new one, The Evil Dead Rise? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I always think about like intention and just purposefulness. Like those are always big things, especially when you go to revisit a franchise that mm-hmm. has so many gaps in between when they release the, the new iterations. And it has just such a checkered and colored history uh, where, you know, it's it's so, I think we talked about it on the show, but this is not you think of Evil Dead as a franchise and then you actually start breaking it down and it doesn't really exist in the way that you think franchises exist. So, you know, I from the trailers, I, I was like, wow, they're they're leaning back into what we saw in 2013. Um, you know, there seems to be a lot of good things going here. Um, so I was genuinely excited for this movie. Um, I have seen it, uh, obviously, uh, but I did only see what? it once. I, I, I wrote a review for it, but... Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I, I think there's uh, there's a lot to unpack um, and not all of it is good, but there, there's some, they do some, they do some things very, very well. And I mm-hmm. truly hope that as Raimi and, you know, Campbell have said, since they served as producers on this one, you know, they've said they want to start doing this every two to three years instead of seven to 10. And, you know, I, my hope is that, they take the strengths from the things that they've done from 2013 and now 2023 uh, and just start building that into kind of next iterations. So I, com- I completely agree. That's exactly what I, I look forward to and seeing more of these in the future, especially now that they have kind of made connective tissue between mm-hmm. all of the movies. Yeah, um, and they've left and us made- with breadcrumbs. Yeah, for features and kind of an expanded universe type of thing that I think is is going to leave them with the right writers. I think is going to really lead them down uh, a good path if we can if we can keep up keep up the good work. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, completely agree with you. Um, so I'm going to break down the movie a little bit. I'm going to give the Rotten Tomatoes review or like description of it because they actually mm-hmm. have the best description of it. Sadly okay. enough, um, but. Uh, this film is the fifth Evil Dead film in the franchise. Um, it says a road-weary Beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped alley apartment. The sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving rise to a flesh-possessing demon and thrusting Beth, thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. Now, I really did like that. Um, what are what were your guys' um, popcorn ratings for this? Like, what did you overall think about this film um, and, and why? I'll, I'll go ahead and start. I gave it a four. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that they took it out of just being at the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, 
we'll we'll leave the third one out of it for this one. <laughs> but uh, I like how they took it out of the cabin and put it into a major city that this can still happen. Um, and the fact that there's several other built people in this building and this is happening on one floor and you're scared, getting scared, uh, the shit scared out of you still. I loved it. I love the gore. I love the practical effects, the cinematography, the acting. Like I, I, there's some things with the actors I had issue with sometimes. Um, but overall I did enjoy this movie. So I did have to give it a four. Um, we will go with you next, Anastasia, on your popcorn rating and why. Um, go ahead. Um, I gave it a three and a half, which is usually I, I try to do like three and a half, four if I really like, because I'm like, there's always room to improve. Let's be harsh. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I really liked it. Um, I loved the gore level. I thought the visuals were amazing. I do think um, for setting it in L.A., it's not quite the visual setting that I thought LA would be as a LA local and born and raised. Um, and um, I think, you know, every single person not being from America also kind of like, um, I definitely picked up on some accents that threw me off a few times in the league, which they were great, amazing actors, but there was just like some cadence stuff that I was just very like, huh, no, we don't, no. Um, Especially from LA, we don't talk like that. Yeah, yeah. we don't talk like that. And, 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 and I, I don't know, like I'm very protective of my city too, in a way that I'm like, we have such a gory, like weird history. And I wish in some ways they had leaned more into that at, at when they said it there. That would be my major complaint about it. Um, but overall, I had so much fun. I can't tell you how many people I've just been like telling about the eyeball um, thing that happened. Oh, I just right. keep telling people like, I'm like, oh, you don't like horror movies? Well, listen to this. This, <laughs> and I just keep telling people because I just, I love it so much. It's just beautiful. <laughs> um, finally, we're not doing some ankle thing. We're doing some weird eyeball thing which is what we need to do <laughs> so I, I think that's that yeah I mean that's how I feel about it I like it <laughs> oh yeah they definitely up, updated the gore and the kills even though the eyeball thing was in Evil Dead 2 as well um right but, but, this, they did update but another thing that I really liked about it that I should know before I um is 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 the female heavy like uh, mm -hmm. concepts that a lot of me and my <laughs> friends are probably going through about like the struggle of at a certain age about motherhood whether we should whether we shouldn't and watching all these different layers of motherhood um play out in horrific ways um yeah in the worst ways possible in yeah. the worst ways possible <laughs> but also in like our own very visceral fears <laughs> um mm -hmm. yeah uh was very uh interesting and scary very scary <laughs> yeah um well uh we'll go on to you Lonnie what was your popcorn rating and why did you give it this? Um, I gave it a three. Um, it's it's not my, I kind of middle grounded it there. Um, it's not it's not my favorite and it's not my least favorite. Um, I think they had the potential to go a little further and I feel like they maybe pulled back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was kind of disappointing. I was, I was hoping for a little bit more over the topness like the 2013 version. Because the 2013 version is just brutal. Everything about it is brutal. Uh, but there are things that I really did enjoy, but I do did like a lot of the things that they did do. Um, 
practically and and some of the some of the gore was really great uh one of the things that i also really did like it despite the fact that it was supposed to be you know la and it was it didn't really feel like it what i did like was even though they didn't do it in a cabin they did it in this rundown apartment building mm-hmm. after an earthquake it made it feel just as claustrophobic okay. it made it feel like they were still in this enclosed can't get out space you know they, they did a really good job of kind of like shutting them into the area that they were at and giving you that feeling of and filming it even still filming it even just a lot of the shots um a lot of the pans and everything were made to feel like you're in a very tight spot with all of this terrible stuff going on that apartment as big as it probably was seemed like it was like a one-room studio by the end of that movie and that made it even more terrifying because you're like where are you supposed to hide where what are you supposed to do which i really liked um i did have some problems just uh some of the performances were just like eh, okay but i mean it's never been a franchise with good performances so i can't really knock it too much on that but i think cinematography was amazing uh that i think i think the gore was great for what we got i think they just could have pushed it a little bit farther and i I was still disappointed on how kind of withdrawn some of it was uh one of the big things was i really wanted somebody to lose a limb yes yes this is the first evil dead in the entire franchise where nobody has lost a limb yeah lost an eyeball but not a limb yeah you got a cheese grater for crying out loud let's do this (laughs) we'll we'll get to the cheese grater that uh But yeah, no, that was that was one of my major issues was, was the apartment because they walked into that building with that big apartment. I, like you said, Lonnie, it got smaller throughout when it was mm-hmm. going and made it feel more claustrophobic. But they walked into that apartment. And I was like, how much as a single mother of three are you paying for this damn apartment? Because I lived in LA in several apartments and I didn't have that. So right. <laughs> Well, to be fair, it was condemned. That's true. <laughs> no, I lived in like, a, a crappy building. I still didn't have that. <laughs> I mean, it looked like the Hotel Cecil and like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, Derek, the chat, actually, hello, Q, is very excited to hear what your popcorn rating for this movie and why. So go ahead. Yeah, okay. So I, you know, uh, so my review I wrote for Nerdbot.com, um, I actually gave it a four out of five in my actual review coming fresh off of it. Um, but strangely, in our conversation from the week prior, having watched, having rewatched uh, Evil Dead 2013, um, and then discussing that one as kind of our, our key topic, uh, I, I agree with my, the the brutality of 2013 uh, is I didn't realize how much it was lacking until I went back and rewatched uh, the 2013 version and mm-hmm. you just don't feel just the, the like this one is mean and it's nasty but it's not nearly as mean and nasty as it could have been. Um, and, and 2013 is just so, it's just visceral, it's viscerally assaulting and just you, you feel every single person, whether you like them or not, you feel their damage and their pain and they're just the, the, the doom that they, they have the minute they set foot into this cabin. Um, so it, overall, I, I've actually, the longer I've sat with this movie, I've actually dropped down a whole point. 
Um, I, I actually agree a lot with what, you know, some of the things that Lonnie said, where I just feel like they could have gone further. And I think there was a roadmap that was built for that um, just kind of across the board. And, you know, they have the technology, they have the ability. I think there are some terrific performances. And then I think there's some kind of flat performances where, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think one of the things that makes the Evil Dead franchise um, it, it birth so much longevity it's not just Bruce Campbell, but you create a hero like Ash. Like, obviously, Ash and Bruce Campbell are, you know, inextricably tied. You can't separate them. Um, but Evil Dead is known for creating a hero that you just can't wait to root for, uh, regardless of what happens to them, right? Whether or not they survive, you're just kind of like, no, I'm invested in this person. And I didn't feel that in this one. I, I, I truthfully didn't really care about anybody uh that, that like the only one i really cared about was the little girl like the the, the youngest child and even then it was kind of like ah oh, well if, if she turns into a dead eye i don't really care uh so they don't they didn't do enough for me to really invest in the heroes and, and root for their survival um however i do really enjoy the cinematography i think there's some just absolutely incredible shots the way they frame some of those special effects um, and, and some of those practical effects, the, the physicality uh, of, of, the, of, of the mother is just whew, absolutely okay. fantastic. Like some, some of the best in the franchise, like by far and away. Um, and I love the claustrophobia. I think you're absolutely right. Like the longer the film goes on, I love the cat, by the way. Uh, the longer the film goes on, uh, it gets more and more claustrophobic where you feel that, that tightness as if you're in a cabin. Um, I think the move to go to an apartment building and remove it from the cabin, I think is a smart move. I really like that. I think there's something just already kind of daunting and and haunting and unsettling about shady apartments um, that really just resonates with people when they go to view it. Uh, Anybody that's ever lived in a shitty apartment kind of knows what that dread feels like. Um, and, And especially if you're in a high rise, like every floor feels like it might as well be its own universe. Um, and, and so cre- recreating that, I think is great. Personally, I think you shouldn't have even bothered to set it in LA. Like it's just a condemned apartment complex in yeah. any, any city, any random yeah. city, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, and I think that would yeah, work I think that was the problem I had with it being set in Los Angeles. I was like, if you set it in an iconic city, like New York, San Francisco, any of these places, yeah. you've got to bring in some of that weird mythology i think there were so many like chances to be like okay an earthquake yes great an earthquake oh okay but also we had weird spiritualism uh, movements and and all kinds of stuff that you could have tied into it and i i I just was like cults and and murder and like it just like yeah yeah, yeah, serial killers like like, let let, let me have something you know that was the only thing i was so i i agree so yeah i i think it's i i i think it's good but i i do think that it could be better um and i i actually turned out to have more misgivings about it than that i thought the longer removed i am from it um truthfully the less i liked it um but that's not enough i would still recommend this movie to anybody that's like oh is it a good evil dead movie yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. go see it. There's a lot to enjoy. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would probably agree with Lonnie. I'd put it as, as one of my least favorite uh, in the whole franchise. Yeah. If I'm going to recommend Star Wars to somebody, I'm not going to start them off on Attack of the Clones. Right. No. <laughs> you are? <laughs> you know, I love, I love all the movies, but there are ones that I can honestly say are not great. I'm not going to start somebody off on one of those. Yeah. You know, it's, it's well, I think thing. it would be hard to start somebody off in the Evil Dead franchise with this one. With this. 
yeah, yeah, not I, getting I, the yeah. pure essence of the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And all. you need and you need context. You know, yeah, yeah, context to things that you do. Yeah. Again, it would be the same as like me starting you off on Attack of the Clones. There's no context to anything else. You have no idea what's going <laughs> yeah. on. No, you're just thrown in. You started, <laughs> yeah. And also nothing happens in that movie. So yeah. uh, <laughs> there's also that. <laughs> um well, this one, we are going to get into the story a little bit and uh, dive deeper into that. Like, they start off at the cabin like every other Evil Dead with kind of a backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, with I, I like that with the, with the opening is, a little bit. Uh, hands down, hands down, one of the best title card openings I've ever seen in my entire life. That yeah, shit is absolutely fire. But I, like, when that started, I was like, oh, this is the movie we're into? Okay, I'm ready. Give me my popcorn. Let's go. Can I tell right? you the most surprising thing for me was like we wanted to be like that guy's a douchebag. But he, as soon as he saw his girl in trouble, was like, whoop, whoop. and I was like, all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's where we started. We, we started with uh Teresa, Cable, uh Caleb, and Jessica out at a cabin, everything like that. Caleb, you kind of get the douchey like bro vibe from him. Mm-hmm. Uh Teresa, kind of just like the bookworm maybe the like loner friend and then we don't really meet jessica don't really get to know her once we see her we realize oh this this bitch is possessed like y'all need to run and we get the whole we get the whole um scalping from jessica to Teresa, which was so nasty so so good um onto the dock and she jessica gets her face into the freaking drone and falls into the pool we see um, Caleb's get jump in and get his head torn off, and then that title card of her just flying out of the water, and then Evil Dead rises with the epic music mm-hmm. behind them. What did you yeah. think about the whole beginning part of it? Do you think it fit in with Evil Dead? Did you love the title card? I know you did, Derek. We'll start with you on this one, actually. Yeah, so I think in context of the film, I actually don't like it um, because it already sets the precedent for what is going to happen later, and then there's... To me, I having completed the film, I always I felt like it removes everything that's going to like. There's no suspense of what's going to happen. Like we already know that whatever it is they do, uh, that it's this is doomed from the start, which is fine. But like, if you're going to do that, you got to do the Ari Aster thing and make us feel like they're all going to survive. But the fact that you start with this amazing title card, which in and of itself is. Uh, like some of the best parts of Evil Dead, hands down. But the minute it does one day earlier, you're like, oh, okay. So no matter what happens in this scenario, that demon makes it out of this and it possesses somebody else and then is has now escaped whatever goes on in this complex. So to me, I felt like it kind of, it, it sets the wrong precedent for the rest of the film, but isolated, it's... That's Evil Dead to me. Like everything that happens in that opening is everything I've ever wanted from an Evil Dead film from start to finish. Like that whole first five minutes and the title card, like I can't get that image out of my head of her just rising out of the water. And as she rises, you just see Evil Dead rise. Like it's fucking cinematography felt like no notes, (laughs) fucking perfection. Like it's so good. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, I was, I actually was supposed to have that in my background but couldn't get it to work but i think that is the most beautiful title card of a movie i have yeah. ever seen hands down like yeah. brilliantly shot epic music the way that, like just uh chef's kiss yeah. um anastasia what did you think about this first like five ten minutes of the film i mean i loved it i loved um 
just visuals in general like I love this new cabin so much I love it so much it's so it's so Pinterest bougie and yet they just like like made sure there was the most amount of gore in this crazy like beautiful iconic you know cabin so I loved that I I thought it was great book ending for me and I think it's because like I get so um you know like as a writer myself writing these these uh these like in these formulatic ways that we're kind of like told to write in in horror this was really fun because it was like yeah everyone is doomed so now let's see how to get how we got there like I mm-hmm. just kind of was like boom they did <laughs> boom the world's doomed you want to see how they got doomed let's go <laughs> like that was fun for me because I think it was a little bit of a unique take but I completely understand the other aspect of it where it, it, it was like kind of like blowing your load in the first five minutes <laughs> yeah. and sometimes you just kind of need to like sustain pace. so <laughs> pace it out pace it out um but I didn't mind it I was like whoa blast to the face we're great let's go you know um mm-hmm. um yeah I really I don't know yeah it was beautiful it, it made me feel like how dread made me feel and that like beautiful gore moments <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and Lonnie what were your thoughts about the first um, I, I, <laughs> I agree with I agree with Anastasia on this uh as well like I uh, I agree all across the board it's probably one of the best title card sequences ever uh if not uh, you know it would probably top five you know yeah. there's 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 it, it it had everything that a title card needed in a film um, but I also agree with the book ending of it. Um, I think it sets a, it sets a precedent, uh, which I wanted. You 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 get the feeling immediately from this. Oh shit, we're we're coming right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 know, okay, everything is already fucked. And then you get to enjoy the ride to see mm-hmm. how you got there. Uh, which again, agreeing with uh, Anastasia, I do this a lot in my uh, in my in my tabletop games when I'm telling a story. Is the characters in my games, they know what's up already from the beginning. They know what's coming. They know what what is what the end game is, who the bad guy is, and and how evil he is. Now they get to play it out and find out exactly what they're getting themselves into. And that's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed as soon as that, as soon as that was over, she came up out of the water. I was in, I was like, this is, this is great. Let's go. Let's go into the actual story and see how we got here. Um, Also uh, on, on top of that as well, uh, again, agreeing with the, the cabin is I just like the idea of this new bougie cabin. And in my mind, I just want to see what these deadites can do to this bougie cabin and just make it disgusting and broken and run down in the matter of like a couple nights yeah. you know <laughs> yeah any anytime this is what i've learned from watching horror anytime you have a cabin that does this shit's about to go down oh yeah but, but <laughs> the weird any, white people yeah, the, 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 yeah. the near church steeple in a cabin you're fucked <laughs> that, like there's nothing you can do doesn't matter how many nice white people <laughs> Yep. Stuff. If there's a point in cabin, get out if of it. Looks, 
If it looks if it looks like <clears throat> a face with a pointy hat, you're in trouble. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, what what I did appreciate about like this beginning of it is one, it takes place in the daytime that everybody dies. Mm -hmm. yes. Like and not yes. rainy, like yeah. roads are flooded, you can't get out, just like perfect. Yeah. You're having fun at the water, like this is a nice bougie cabin, like, and then you're gonna die and the demon stays there. Um, Which is also so, a good testament to the effects as well. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's something you don't get a lot of because effects always look better in the dark. Yep. But if yeah. you're it's, good it's with one your of my effects. it's one of my favorite uh, horror kind of uh, subversions is when you can do brutality and horror in the light. Mm -hmm. That to me is just mm -hmm. a, an example of just incredible horror filmmaking because you're not trying to hide things with dark colors and mm -hmm. rainy and like because mm -hmm. really that's the uh, yes we're all scared of the dark but like the fact that the demon can take you in the day like you're not safe in sunlight uh to me is even more terrifying um and i, and I love that this scene did that so yeah yeah, because yeah. there's this like trope that like if you make it through the night, you're fine. Yes. If you're just in the light, you're fine. And I love nope. when it's like, nope. Oh, they made it through the night. Oh, they're fine. Nope. That's exactly when they get <laughs> murdered. Like, yep. oh, no. love the it. whole like withering heights reading and then her falling and just like that. <laughs> yeah. Pulling the ponytail so and helping her. I was just like, oh my God. Like that's that was reading great, like, Hearts. nobody's reading that. You're not reading that. <laughs> some people, some people try. <laughs> I mean, I've read it, but you know, this this girl with the lamping experience is not reading the right place anywhere. No, oh. you know she's you know that you know that girl was gonna eat, eat, read, eat, pray, love, and sit there by the water. That's what she really wanted to read, hey. not with her Hearts. Right. <laughs> you read it, she's just gonna watch the TikTok review. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> But well, and okay. And just, oh, just ahead, real quick, it was one of the things that uh, I, I liked about it too, especially with that scene during the day, is uh, it subverts kind of the concept that was that, that was in the Evil Dead movies as well. Is the whole Dead by Dawn thing, yeah? Which Dead Dead by Dawn has become synonymous throughout horror movies. Right. Uh, you just got to make it through the night. Yeah. You know, there's even a video game. You know, Dead uh, by Dawn. Dead by know, Dawn. Yeah. That that yeah. is literally you just have to survive the countdown while the while the killer is chasing you. Yeah. Um, and what this does is show it doesn't really matter. We're telling you you're dead by dawn because that's really how much time you have left. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if the sun comes up, we're still gonna get you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that All makes right. it even even more terrifying is that they're they're not bound by anything. And we haven't ever really seen them be bound by anything. Yeah, but yet we have this perception that they are, and that's what right. I loved about this opening is that it tells you straight up from the get go, like you can throw all of that out the window. Whatever you think you're bringing to this, the sun is not the savior, and yeah. it's still get like you're putting these arbitrary restrictions on supernatural entities that exactly. don't adhere to your timescape. So, which like, is which has always been the case in the movies too, is as uh, they've tried to apply some logical answer to something that's not logical right oh i mean all of us as horror fans go into a horror movie like that like oh daylight's gonna come they're gonna be fine uh no, this demon's gonna be stuck here if they kill it and we're gonna be fine and this movie broke it all in the first couple of minutes yeah mm -hmm. um but we are gonna move into los angeles um so uh beth we have this weird little scene with her at a concert and we find out she's pregnant, which I really didn't care about. 
because uh, I didn't know who she was. So <laughs> she goes and we meet Ellie, Danny, Bridget, and Cassie living in an apartment. Ellie, from what I guess is a tattoo artist, even though, like my roommate said, that tattoo gun was not loaded correctly and did not, <laughs> should not have used that gun. Maybe um, that's why she's living in that apartment. She's not a very good tattoo artist. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like, it was like my, an antique she kept repairing. Like, let my, it go, honey. <laughs> my, my roommate heard that and she was like, that, nope, don't ever touch anybody with that. What is she doing? <laughs> but we get there, we meet them. And uh, while Beth and Ellie are going to have a conversation that Ellie's husband leaves them, she sends Danny, Bridget, and uh, Cassie out to go get pizza. During this time, big earthquake happens, hole opens up in the bottom of this building, and Danny decides to go investigate and comes across uh, crosses hanging everywhere, a mirror, a casket with crosses on it, and everything like that. And he finds the newest version of the Necronomicon. Uh, with teeth and skin um, and decides to take it back up to his room and play these records where like this book is evil don't do this um, then he plays a second record where it reads the chant and his mother gets possessed in the elevator uh, then all shit kind of breaks loose from there um, she goes back into the apartment um, and freaks them out uh, they think she's dead um, put her on the bed and then she attacks them again <laughs> Uh, there's the whole bathroom thing to where she's burning up and they put her in the bathtub and she comes back out and that's where she uh, says the great line mommy's with the maggots um, <laughs> and then we get through it to where she they push her out into the or she's, they're scared of her because she's going to attack them the neighbors come in and this is where she ends up attacking Jake the somewhat neighbor little boyfriend uh, Scott, the younger neighbor, Gabriel, the neighbor, and Mr. Fonda, who's the old crabby guy down the hall, and kills them all in the hallway, which we kind of miss all of their deaths. Um, we see them, but we don't. Um, and then we're just stuck in this apartment with uh, Beth, Danny, Bridget, and Cassie. What were your guys' thoughts on this progression of her turning? Did you like the elevator scene where the um, wires wrapped around her and kind of like fucked her up? Um, what were your thoughts on this? We'll start with you on this one, Lonnie. Um, I know I yeah. kind of jumped. But. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's fine. Um, I, I, I have a lot of ups and downs when it comes to the, uh, the, the kind of beginning sequence of how this all sets up. I think it was a little rushed. Um, I think certain choices didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but that's, that's just, that is what it is. Um, there's, there's, a con there's a concept. <laughs> there's, there, well, there's a concept that I love, especially in horror movies is there's two worlds that exist. There's a world in, in, in horror movies. There is the world in horror movies where horror movies exist. And there's a world of horror movies where horror movies do not exist. Evil Dead has always been a world where horror movies do not exist because the choices that people make would not happen if any of these kids had ever seen a horror movie before or if any of these people had seen a horror movie before. You've got other, you've got other worlds, you now Scream being one of them, which is literally a meta idea of horror movies exist and this is still happening, but here's people who make smarter decisions and still get killed. Mm -hmm. so there's 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 that there's that different break there um, i mean screen franchise is perfect aspect to that they know right. and then they still do 
<laughs> right, exactly. Um, I love the elevator scene. I think the elevator scene was great. Uh, I think it was an opening of some good brutality. The breaking, the 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 sound engineering on that was was great. Um, I could have I could have used it to be a, a, a little more brutal, but I think it was still pretty brutal on its own. Um, I was incredibly disappointed by how the whole hallway scene kind of just breaks down barely in front of your eyes. It's mostly off screen uh, with, with my earlier disappointment of nobody really getting dismembered. There is a dismemberment. You don't even get to see it. You just see the body slide across the floor without his arms. I'm like, that, that would have been a great gory scene of like seeing his arms get torn off, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and of course, the, the bathtub scene is 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 amazing to me. Just it's just a feat of the acrobatics, the the stunt work for it. Uh, I do have to give uh, Alyssa Sutherland great props on that because she was the girl flipping out of that bathtub, actually doing the backbending and everything. Mm-hmm. Give her props a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the uh, I can't think of her name. The the actress who played the mom. Um, uh, Alyssa Sutherland. Yeah. Was it Alyssa Sutherland? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, on top of that and the flexibility and the acrobatics that she was doing, um, the makeup combined with the smile that she has, that Joker-esque ear-to-ear toothy grin was so creepy. I could have that on a t-shirt and wear it. Just just her face with her head slightly down, just the shadow. Yeah, this face or even even like that. That face. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Open up now. So good. <laughs> so yeah. good. Just the, the size of her mouth and the teeth and the, the grin and just the angles of her face and everything. I mean, she, she's absolutely beautiful, but you add that makeup and just that sinister to it, that, 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 that Kubrick look, as, as they call it, um, just added to the evilness of it and just had me locked in. I just wanted to stare at her every time mm-hmm. she was on the screen, which I think was great. Um, I most of my disappointment was like I, I I think they could have made finding the book a little less clunky. I felt it was just kind of a little too ex machina. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, and that's yeah. I mean, that's 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 pretty much pretty much where I'm at on that. Is like th- there was some great stuff in there and some th- and that hallway scene. I think was the first example of like they could have. Push. pushed it a little bit farther and they didn't they gave us just kind of a cop out okay i see that um derek what are your thoughts on all of this yeah you know i, I largely agree with Lonnie. to be honest i i think most of his criticisms are, are are pretty aligned with mine i think there are you know i i had i had i take a lot of issue when we've already established that we don't need these massive eye rolls um and again just it's it's hard to it's hard to not compare this to the 2013 version because having rewatched it, like it does so many good things in in this, especially in this regard, where um, the the reason they're at the cabin is purposeful. The 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 guy, even though Eric, who's the one that reads it in uh, in the 2013 version, uh, I'm so ashamed to share a name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but even though like. Yes, he induces a lot of eye rolls and you have a, a lot of like, bro, just close the goddamn book. Like you have a lot of that. Right. <laughs> there's there's something about his just kind of nerdiness and just overall character where like, if anybody is going to fuck this up, it's going to be this guy. 
And he's doing it out of curiosity and it's not just out of sheer naivety. And while Evil Dead as a whole probably functions as a way of people don't read horror movies, they go kind of out of their way in that one to really be like, dude, just put that shit away. Nobody has a good feeling about this. And he's going off in secret out of his own ignorance and curiosity to try to create it. And then that's what brings the dread in. Um, And here it does feel clunky. It feels very like, yeah, horror doesn't exist in this world. Um, therefore, this dumb kid crawls into a hole, finds all this spooky shit that literally tells you to keep out. Like, there's a reason this is buried. There's a reason none of this should be ever unearthed. And you're still like, oh, there's a record. Like, bro, come on. Like, that's, it, it just, yeah. it doesn't add up to me. And it doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel justified. It doesn't yeah. feel logical. And I don't need, I don't mean necessarily horror and I don't even need Evil Dead to be logical, but this one already stretches and and really forces you to kind of suspend belief that somebody would actually go down into the soul, uncover all the shit, bring the book up with the records and then play them back to back. It was just kind of like, yeah, I don't, this is not, this is not how it's going to happen. Um, yeah. So that they, felt really off to me. To, to me, there's an element that, later on with playing the records and reading the book um i think could have been used better in telling that better yeah when uh the records basically removed uh the kid's agency from actually reading it it was the records it was uh once the record had started playing it just continued to play yeah there was nothing that he could do i think that removing of the agency made it a little scarier and made the the stakes a little bit better yeah, him yeah. getting them in the i wish there was just a better way they would have he would have gotten a hold of those yeah like, maybe, I agree. like like maybe like maybe finding the records in like a thrift store or the record store that sure yeah or absolutely like, yeah. If it was an ultra crappy building maybe the earthquake like shook something loose and they like fell from like a ceiling or a wall right. and then he yeah yeah so yeah the, the, I, the, I agree the, yeah. the tomb raideriness of it was yeah crazy. it just it just doesn't feel right and it's it's clunky but it's too long and it, it just yeah. I, I already am not invested in any of these people. So their discovery and whatever befalls to them. Like, I remember when he was down there in that tomb, I was like, I hope you're the yeah. first one to die because I, I don't care about you. Like, I'm perfectly fine with you being the first one to get the dead eye treated. Yeah. Um, yeah, once, so, once the kid had the book and started playing the records, I'm like, I don't care if this kid dies. Yeah, I was like, I don't give a shit about you. He, uh, he, I, deserve, I, he deserves it at this point. Yeah, I do have to stand up for Danny a little bit because he is probably the only person throughout the Evil Dead franchise as a whole who actually felt remorseful of what he did. And you that, that's true. That is true. That is true. Um, so, so real quick, going going into the elevator scene, I thought that was really good. I agree. It could have been even more brutal. Um, again, I look. I'm not. I, I am. I have to be very cautious with my words. I am not advocating for full on violation. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not craving that in my horror film. Um, however, as we talked about in the 2013 version. There is an invasiveness of this possession that mm-hmm. Evil Dead has done very, very well. And they've done it with a lot of care where the it's not just a possession. It is a uh, it's 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 invasive. It's it's overtaken. Yeah, it's, like it's a violation. It's a violation. It's a literal yeah. violation. And I don't I don't necessarily need you to have the uh, you, know, you don't need to go as far as as, as penetration as it's done previously. But I didn't really feel 
I don't know. It just didn't feel as brutal. It, it's filmed very well. And again, the acrobatics and the physicality of the southern is just phenomenal. And she does that scene amazing. Um, but it does kind of speak to your point as we get later on, where it's just, it's just not far enough. Like you have all the wherewithal and all the road runway to just do what you want, man. Like no one's telling you to hold back here. We're all here for this. And it just constantly felt like Fede Alvarez was like holding something. And, I, and I'm not exactly sure. The, the hallway scene is a great example. It's a cool shot that robs you of brutality, of violence, of limbs, of just some of the most brutal deaths in the film are seen through this keyhole. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fine with the creativity, but you are taking us away from the things that we came here for. If you show up to an Evil Dead film, you show up to see brutality. So if you rob us of that, well, yeah, you're going to kind of, I don't know. It's, it just didn't have that. So, um, but I, I can't give enough props to Sutherland. I, she is just, what well, she is one of the best Deadite villains I've ever seen. Like that woman is relishing in being just a vile, possessed demon woman. And I am here for it. Like oh, there is, she doesn't have a bad scene. Like every time she's on screen, I'm like, dude, just, let her run through everybody. I don't care about anybody in this. One. I'm working for the deadites on this one. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so before I get to you, Anastasia, uh, Nom Talk Network has redeemed Hydrate. So cheers, everybody. Oh, there, there, there it is. It disappeared. Okay. I did. It did. It always, it constantly does that when I have these, like I have to like move around. I find like here's the perfect spot. <laughs> um, but uh, we are <clears throat> coming towards the end of this. I want to get through the rest of this movie and also talk about this cast. So from the elevator scene and people dying in the hallway, we see the daughter, uh, Bridget, get turned into a, de a dead eye by her mother with the tattoo on the face and her licking it. And then her in the kitchen eating the wine glass and attacking her brother. Then there's the infamous cheese grater scene with mm. Beth. That, oh my God, when I saw that, I was just like, it's not like bloody or gory, gory. it's just like, oh my God, like you can feel that. Uh, at it, least was, it, was, it was goopy, that's what I like yes. about it. Because <laughs> having, having seen it three times, you see chunks. Oh yeah, no, I saw, seeing it the two times, I was like, that, yeah. that part really affected me. Yeah. Uh, but then we go from that to Beth listening to the record again and Ellie getting back into the house. Um, I do want to say, even though I didn't like Cassie because she opened the door and almost let her mom in, I did like Staffina that she created. That's probably one of my favorite characters in this thing, even though it was just a Barbie doll yeah. head on a stick. Uh, <laughs> um, Danny dying, didn't feel bad about, but then Beth and Cassie get into the hallway and try to break down the door <clears throat> after killing Beth uh, or killing uh, Bridget with fire, stabbing Danny, all of that. Um, they get into the hallway and they get into the elevator, which fills with blood and everybody's kind of outside. Then we get down to the lower parking lot and it does that wonderful Kubrick shining opening moment yeah. of them just falling out of this elevator. Yeah, um, that, was, that was a great, that was a great cross between like the shining and like the evil dead Two, where it's just yeah. blood everywhere. Yeah. That's actually, uh, from things that I've read, what they were actually trying to emulate was, uh, Perfect. was that exact Thing, which they did very well they get into the parking garage and the beast of beth danny and bridget the 
multi-formed mush that they are attack them and they get shut family family. (laughs) (laughs) um they attack them and they get put in a wood chipper and the wood chipper does the bloody rain everywhere in the parking garage and even though i would like cassie to die beth and cassie (laughs) finally get away um and then we see that then the uh demon goes into jessica and that's how we start off our movie mm-hmm. um i want to g- get your feelings about the end of this movie and also all of this cast that we've been spending a lot of time with beth who was lily sullivan ali alisa sutherland uh danny morgan davis who is a trans australian actor which i was very impressed that they did this um bridget gabrielle uh, eccles and cassie Nell fisher what were your thoughts on the cast and what was your thoughts about the ending of this movie we'll start with you on this one derek um, yeah, I, I, I have highs and lows. It's, it's very kind of up and down. I think there's a lot of really good things that happen. Um, I, I don't know how the monster sits with me in the end. It, it feels, um, uh, I don't know, for something that's so practical and so uh, grounded for something so supernatural, this idea of like a, like a mega deadite it just felt off. I, I don't know. It felt really weird. And, I, and you know, I, I like the idea of something darker coming from the depths. That to me, like, again, going back to the 2013 version where it's the abomination that mm-hmm. is birthed out of the dirt and, you know, feels like a true hell spawn, you know, coming up. Well, I do have to stop you because apparently from what I've read, the, the and I branched it last week, there are three versions of the Necronomicon. The first version we saw in Evil Dead two the second version we saw in the 2013 version which brought abomination and the third version is this is what comes out of this book so yes. that's what it which i don't like i i don't care <laughs> I, I i just i don't know to me it just doesn't fit right and the fact that there's a wood chipper in a condemned building that still powers on in an abandoned parking lot like it's just like fuck are we doing like what this is a, this is a really far way to try to get more blood going on um, it looks cool, but I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. So I think when we talk about book endings and we talk about how it starts and how it ends, um, the the thing that really bothered me that doesn't sell it, and I, I want to make sure I get your your perspective on this too, because I, I feel like I've talked too much. Um, but I the book ends, the, what bothers me is that the solution, and maybe it's just the book or the Bible, but this is why we need a Bible and we need a little bit more of a current. Um, all of the Evil Dead films, what, good or bad, it doesn't matter what iteration they are, um, all of them seem to have a makeshift solution as to how to overcome uh, their, their demon, right? Um, whether it's you have to bury someone alive and you know, kill the dead so that they can raise up, whether it's taking a face of the chainsaw, like there's always a ritual, there's always something that needs to be done. And what really irritated me about this as it pertains to how it opens and how it ends is the solution is you just run away. And that to me just felt like, what? What? Like we're, we're, we're already setting the precedent story-wise. We're already setting the precedent that everybody here dies, right? Like that's the, that's the, the cue that no matter what you do, you're all doomed from the start. But then the idea of, of how to survive is just, yeah, you just run away. You just, you just make it out of the parking lot and everything's fine. And then the demon will leave you alone. And it's like, but that's not really 
that's not really what is supposed to be happening here. Like there's there's a genuine pursuit. And so to me, it just felt it felt really lazy as the longer it went on. Um, so I don't know. That, those kinds of things really bothered me. I think they're done rather well, but overall, execution-wise and narrative-wise, it didn't really sit with me. The casting, I think, is pretty solid. Again, I think Sutherland, champion. Everybody else, they do a great job with what they're given. I don't think they're given enough. Um, I don't feel like Beth is a comparable hero to somebody like Ash or even um, uh, Mia. Like, even Mia. I think Mia is somebody that I would champion. Like, if she showed up in a sequel, like, I'd be all about it, girl. Snap to it. Like, put that chainsaw on and let's go. Like, I'd be, I'd absolutely root for her. If, if Beth entered into another Evil Dead, I literally would not give a shit. Like, I just don't, I don't care enough about her or her survival. Um, so there just wasn't enough investment for the characters overall. And I don't, that's not on anybody. Uh, I think they do a lot of creative things and I think they're, they're, they're all genuinely having a lot of fun. I loved the, the, the ghost type of thing where she's in the sheet and, and she comes out like that to me is like, peak evil dead where it's yeah. just it's terrifying but it's also kind of fucking silly and mm-hmm. like i just i love that that kind of stuff is the things that i absolutely love and i think she does a brilliant job um so yeah overall i think to me the standout is really sutherland everybody else is just kind of hit or miss i think they're only able to maximize what they're given on paper and they're not given enough to really elevate and show their talents so okay okay i definitely see what you're doing um for the running away thing having dated in LA and New York and knowing a lot of millennials, that's the things today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're right on track with that. But um, Anastasia, really quickly, what are your thoughts on the end of this movie and the cast? Um, I really wanted the little girl to pick up the chainsaw. I'm not going to lie. Um, I do oh, think the sick. cast was, uh, yeah, like I was just like, please, 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 yeah. please, please, please. Uh, but it didn't happen. Um, I like the cast. I do think, you know, again, like I was saying earlier, there's a little um, lost in translation about the about, about the culture. I think that bothered me a little bit. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the ending was fun. I will say, um, just like I will agree with you about the brutality level of the elevator, <laughs> um, only because I think possession is such a sexual. There was, there's always like a sexual element to sure. like being invaded, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about women, motherhood, their bodies, um, and all of this stuff that is happening to these two women yeah. and has gone through through these two women. Um, there was levels that they almost, they, they touched on, but they didn't quite like want to put their hand completely on the fire. And I get it because it's a different climate yeah. and we're trying to like dance that, but I do think they danced it a little too much. And I think there is some creative ways to make just motherhood and being a woman um there's enough analogies there to really feel invaded and yeah i think i think that element completely i think i think really there was more yeah that. and there was and there was something about like there could be could have been a strength in 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 leaving at that time um in the way she did to become more mothering and to become and I think they were trying to touch on that but they didn't fully embrace the fact that she was like I am a mom now these are my children the children unborn and the one I this the that kind of like um stand was not clearly taken but I think it was like touched on and I think that would have solidified the reason she left a hundred percent more yeah I agree 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alani, what are your uh, final thoughts quickly about all? Oh uh, yeah, uh, uh, final uh, final thoughts. Uh, uh, I I have some dis uh, uh, disagreement to just just in the fact of uh, the overarching kind of scope of things. Um, I loved the the Chekhov's tree shredder. Uh, you know, it showed up in the beginning in the parking lot. And they just kind of focused on it for a second. I'm like, that's how it's going to end. It's going to be a gory mess and I'm, I'm yeah. here for it. Um, but I agree, uh, character-wise, I don't really think you got a chance to really get to know anybody enough to care about where they were going. And Beth, I think, had the potential to become a character that, would be the ash type character or the mia type character but they didn't really do anything with it she just kind of like was in the background for most of it and then just all of a sudden picked up a chainsaw and and, and decided to, to go at it and i i just don't feel like it was earned like i don't, I don't feel like it, it, it she really she didn't get the opportunity to do what i think uh there was room for there. Um, I also agree with Anastasia. I think that they should have really focused on a lot more of like the horrors that come from uh, motherhood and 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 the ideals of it and 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 what it can you know what it can do to your body, what it can do to your psyche, what it can you know having a family like that um, and trying to protect them and being the mother who is possessed. And allowing, uh, you know, allowing their children to also be hurt and possessed by the same demon. There was no struggle there. It didn't feel like there was, there was, there was anything going on. It's just like, she was evil. That was it. Kids are going to become evil too. That's, that's, that's it. You know? And uh, what I did like is there's a bit of an homage, I think, with the combination of everything into the, the one, the, the ultra, the, the ultra monster, you know, the Megazord. Um, was mega uh, demon. yeah the mega demon <laughs> <The mega knight. laughs> was uh, was was the movie Society. I don't know if anybody has ever seen Society before, but it's 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 a really it's it's gross, but it's fun. Um, and the entire like 15, 20, last 20, 15, 20 minutes of this film is it's all about these like high society families, and they all get together for this orgy where they kind of all start to meld together into some giant, Naturally. massive flesh <laughs> of gross course. monster thing. Um, <laughs> but that's I, I I felt there was a bit of a homage to that is when when she combined the family together into one big monster demon uh I, I think really uh lent itself just just a little i it just may just be me but I, I i saw it there because it's another big gory movie with with similar themes and stuff in it and uh but i loved the 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 final sequence i loved the uh the the wood chipper and uh the chainsaw scene which was kind of an homage to mia from the 2013 where she's like really leaning into the chainsaw into the face and you know everything going all crazy and um, but yeah, I agree. Like it, it the the ending just it it didn't feel like it mattered. It didn't feel like anything was earned. They just kind of got away, and like we know in the Evil Dead universe that the demon doesn't just get killed. the yeah. The demon doesn't just go away. The demon still exists right. and just wanders about and does. It. Even with the TV show, you know that with the the Necronomicon just kind of like chases Ash around. Um, 
and that would have been fine and like they tried to explain it a little bit with the record when the when the priest talks about uh he had to dismember his brother or whatever who got possessed. He like a full dismemberment was the only way to stop this thing. Yeah. It was so brief. I don't think people caught on to the fact that that's what the wood chipper was for. It was complete dismemberment, but even with the complete dismemberment, it doesn't matter. The demon's still going to get out, yeah. uh, which is always a thing with the evil dead is it doesn't matter if you do this whole ritual thing. Anyway, the demon's still going to get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah that was that was just part of the the end disappointment of it but i did like again because i liked the bookends i like how it finally wrapped up with uh what was it jessica uh it comes out at the end and that's where she is she sees the the gory mess that was left over in the parking lot um i don't know how she didn't smell any of that but <laughs> but uh but but she didn't notice it until you know she turned around so well like like plenty of people that i know in la don't pay attention to their surroundings and if they're on their phone and going that's true and you just kind of ignore the smell i parked next to a dead body so i um that actually happened so i'm one of those people (laughs) (laughs) but okay so that is all the time that we unfortunately have today i know we could just keep talking and talking and talking which i wish we could uh but we have limited time kind of (laughs) but um i want to thank you guys for coming um and talking about this i want to get want to know if you guys would recommend this movie to people and also for you guys to let the people out there know where they can find you on social media and everything like that um derek we'll start with you on this one yeah i I think i would still recommend it even though i've dropped my rating a whole point um i I don't think it's a bad movie um and in comparison to what Fede alvarez has also done um, which is an unspeakable remake that no one should ever see. Um, this is a, a much better improvement over that. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot to like. And I think if you are an Evil Dead fan, you know, at the very least, you should see it to figure out where you're going to place it in your overall franchise. Um, and then if you're just a horror fan and you just want to check this out, I would recommend that you watch some other things before it. But there is enough to enjoy here. And again, Sutherland is, whew, she's giving it her all. Um, you know, like we talked about the title card, and like there's there's just enough here that I think it's worth watching, even if I don't like everything that happens. Um, so I would still absolutely recommend the movie. Um, you guys can find me uh, on on Twitter and Instagram at DRock Comedy. It's here, okay, comedy. Uh, you can check me out on nerdbot.com, um, writing reviews uh, all the time. Uh, I, I'm getting to about 100 new movies this month, or yeah, by the time this month finished, I'll have 100 new movies. Uh, in 2023, uh, which is incredible because like 60 of them are from 2022, just getting released now, but that's a festival complaint. But anyways, um, but yeah, check me out on nerdbot.com um, and then you can follow me on Facebook if you don't want to listen to your aunt and you want to hear me talk about movies, uh, just at Derek Murray. So <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, thank you for being here. Um, Lonnie, would you recommend this to people and where can the people out there locate you? Um, uh, yeah, I would absolutely uh, still recommend this to people. Um, I think in the grand scheme, it belongs in the world of the Evil Dead movies. Um, it has its place, uh, even though I, I, I may have some problems with it. I agree, there's, there's still enough there, and there's still a large amount of body to this that I think is important, and uh, it still grows on the mythos, and, uh, and, and gives you some good, it still gives you some good gore 
as well. I mean, there's just, there's, there's some good stuff and it's, it's still great practical effects and you get, you still get a lot out of it. So yeah, I would absolutely still recommend this. It's just not my favorite. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm always around on uh, Instagram and Twitter at uh, the Sith abides. Uh, and uh just if you ever want to talk about horror movies, I'm I'm always happy to to talk and listen and argue and uh, block people for their bad opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. Um, and it's actually, I feel like that's um, all Twitter is good for now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Anastasia, uh, would you recommend this to people? And what uh, where can people out there find you? Uh, yes, I would absolutely recommend it to people that are horror fans. <laughs> um, I would not. This would not be a beginning horror fan, uh, film for anybody, nor a place to start the franchise. But yes, I would say, especially if you can see it in theaters, hell yeah, I think it would be fun, uh, a fun ride. Um, you can find me at Anastasia Wash on Instagram, at Anastasia W on TikTok and Twitter, but I'm very rarely on Twitter anymore. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, and um, everywhere, like if you just go to um, my link tree, which is Anastasia Wash, you can find my stand updates and weird stuff that I'm doing on there sometimes. <laughs> well, thank you all for being here and having the conversation with us. Um, if you want to continue this conversation, please join our Discord to keep it going, as well as subscribing to all of our other platforms at NomTalk Network. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Ramirez, and you can find me on almost every social media platform except for Twitter, because I got rid of that, uh, at Heartless7, that's H-A-R-T-L, the number three, S-S-7. Um, but please join us for our next show. Um, I'm super excited. And until then, um, everybody out there, have a nominific day. <laughs>